0: Get ready for An Altered View. I'm David. And I'm Patrick. And this is a podcast for old souls and modern mystics. David is a psychic medium, astrologer, and teacher. And Patrick is a shamanic
1: practitioner. How did you get here, Patrick? I went into the army right out of high school. I went to combat in Iraq went to school for biochemistry, eventually became a patent examiner before having my own spiritual awakening, connecting deeper with Mother Earth and nature and learning more about my unique spiritual path. how did you get here,
0: David? <laughs> I got here by climbing the corporate ladder in the beauty industry, exhaustingly so. I spent over 10 years in that industry, eventually became an executive in that industry, and then eventually left that industry to embrace my psychism, my mediumship, and my witchy weirdo realness and now we are here so let's share our altered views Greetings, you have entered the Dream Archive. So these episodes are a little bit different than our normal conversations. They're different than the archetypal insight or our altered views. Um, These came about when Patrick was telling me about some of the dreams he had. We were just having a hangout and literally we decided to record it. On this first episode of the Dream Archive, we get into this concept of transportive dreams. So these type of dreams that really take you almost into a different timeline, a different incarnation that doesn't feel like yours, whether you are driving the wheel, writing the story, or just seeing it, they feel transportive the dream archive will be an ongoing episode just when it feels right and our intention for it is that anybody out there listening and anybody in the av community might hear something that is similar like you've been to that place that we've been to in our dreams or you've had a similar encounter um, and that we can connect in some way so we hope you enjoy listening and at last here are the dream archives i love uh, dream work it's so much fun yes <laughs> So we were not intending to record today. Um, this is just kind of more of like a little hangout and whatnot. But we ended up on this very interesting conversation around your dreams specifically. And we just had to sit the fuck down and record this because the energy was here and all of that. But um, I want to hear like a little bit more and tell the AAV community a little bit more about your dream. Because you've been experiencing a lot of dreams for a few different reasons. I don't know if it's the right time to share why or what or whatnot. But um, you know, we we're talking about how dreams sometimes have a really specific weight to them, and mm. this like very tactile. Or it's it seems like a different timeline. Like you can tell you're in a, a reality that doesn't feel earthly, but it does feel of you. And it's like you're supposed to see it so. What is that dream that you had? Tell me. So I've had uh, lately just a lot of very
1: potent dreams, and I wake up feeling quite tired, but the dreams have been so immersive, and there was one in particular that I had recently that seemed like a, a very Ascension-related dream. I was in this this shop of sorts, a pretty basic-looking shop, there was a woman at a counter, and and a display in the middle that was this round table with kind of a light shining on it, and there was a an Egyptian-looking bangle and this, and this red stone. And she's like, "Oh, just cut into this red stone. You're going to be making your your tools that you need." And how one of, big was the stone? I would say the stone was about the size of my hand, and it was wow. a it was like a square. Uh, and I tried looking up because I looked at it. I'm like, "Well, it's not it's not carnelian, but it was this." Uh, like in the dream, I'm like, well, it isn't carnelian, but it's this stone that I was able to kind of just cut through almost like softly and could see through it. It had this translucency to it, this beautiful red stone. And you're um, like, yeah, you can put, you'll be able to put together your tablet. There was a tablet, uh, kind of a, an arched looking tablet that I had and uh, one other item and I'm putting these together. And she's like, oh, you'll need this for later, but we can hold on to it you until then and she holds on to it for me at the counter and I turn and and the person who's standing next to me at the counter is has a, a human body and the head of a of a bird, of a hawk, it looks like. I'm like, oh, wow. we're <laughs> we're in the um yeah, the Egyptian That's
0: very Egyptian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And very much the strange part was it felt very it felt very modern and fresh. It didn't feel like, oh, I'm going through the Book of the Dead. It's like oh you're here too at this retail shop in
0: 2020 someone somewhere in this universe
1: (laughs) yeah 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 and i'm like okay well i guess i will i will need these and hold on to these for for the ascension but there was a very clear uh feeling and message of of yes you're you're in exactly the right place you you've earned this you will need this um and so here it is
0: wow and what so were you writing so you're carving through or slicing through the stone were you writing into the tablets or like what was into the in the tablet that if was you can remember?
1: was less clear i was kind of mounting things onto the tablet i remember on mm. the top of it there was a vulture head and that head fallen off as I'm like handing it to the woman (laughs) and she's like oh no we'll just put it back on like it was a very like it's like oh everything's really fine really easy um but as I'm cutting into the stone I'm looking at there's almost there's this uh very Egyptian looking bangle there um that has a stone in it it's almost like showing me how to 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 do that work It's, it's saying oh well here's your example and you know go ahead and here's the um raw materials that you can cut into and make make your own.
0: Wow. When I think of the tablets to that, reason I asked if you were writing is because tablets to me seem like something you, well, I think of like 10 commandments or I think Mm -hmm. of like these rules or will, like we put our will into a tablet or on parchment or whatnot. And it's interesting. Those things are waiting for you. But... You know, I'm I'm interpreting your dreams a little bit, but if anyone listening, if you ever are seeking anyone for dream interpretation, interpretation, look up Patrick because he's <laughs> fucking amazing at it. I have wild dreams. I come over to his house and he always puts so much together for me with his shamanic work. But I think of the vulture you saw on the tablet and then the hawk head on like the cashier and birds to mm-hmm. me are all about perception, expansion, their air, and air is the most subtle earthly element. It's the closest. They're all close to spirit, but in terms of frequency, right? It's it's higher in a way. So oh, I and ascension. I shouldn't
1: think of that. That that makes a lot of sense. And the uh uh we were we were taught in in my course that birds are related to community as well, mm. so they have that that element to them in their in their flock um but that seems that seems pretty resonant that idea of yeah sort of elevated ascended um yeah I have lots of lots of avian friends that i that I turn to in my work
0: mm-hmm. wow i do you have any other I do. Do you have any other dreams (laughs) that that you could tell um, those who are listening that seem like a, you know, beyond just a dream? They seem like a very real place, like the weird astral Egyptian cosmic shop for Ascension (laughs) you were in. Do you have any other stories like that? Because I am sure there's a lot of podcasts out there about dreams, and I'm curious to see what these type of dream talks become on an altered view. But I would imagine it'd be really cool if somebody listening was like, holy shit, I've been to that store. I sliced through a gemstone too. It was green. (laughs) Do you have any other things that are like that, that come to mind? Yes. So what comes to mind, and,
1: and it's interesting because Joseph Campbell talked about one of the sort of portals or awakening to one's gifts or an indication that one was gifted uh, was deep dreams or deep dream work. You know, when I, was, when I was younger, when I was a child, I would have, you know, really deep dreams, really deep immersive dreams, but uh, in my adult life and, and definitely over the past couple of years, I've found that especially, um, you know, with, with any type of marijuana use, those would really dampen my, my dreams. So, or I wouldn't, I'd either not have immersive dreams or i wouldn't remember them uh upon waking up uh just kind of put me in a different a different frame uh whereas um you know sort of taking a break from the Mm. uh from the substance has really sort of unlocked these these immersive
0: dreams uh when i was can almost be overwhelming when you're not used to them that was my experience when I stopped smoking so much. it was I smoked every day for like seven years. and then when I stopped the dreams, I just wasn't ready for that type of psychic fucking journey. <laughs> I don't know.
1: yeah, well, and, and I found that even even more recently, and I'm not sure if, the, if that's part of what's going on in the collective, is' just things are things are sharper, things are deeper things are are even more like I, it feels almost transportive versus Ooh, yeah, yeah. Versus this, okay, well, I'm kind of floating through something that's a bit more amorphous. Like, these are very, very clear. I feel like I'm in, in a different place.
0: Um, Where you don't feel rusted when you wake up, and it you no. sometimes need a while to integrate back, because it's like you were riding a different... It was like you were writing a different personality, like your higher self or soul is pulling you out of here, and it's like, okay, while well your body and machine is asleep... Yes, yeah, so I'm going to have you do yep. some... Come <laughs> watch this gonna, fucking movie. Yeah, get to work. <laughs> um, and what's
1: what's also interesting is in the last week, I've had no less than three friends have told me that I have visited them in dreams. Wow. Uh, and even Dreamwalking. Though, yeah, and dreamwalking, and even though in my personal dreams I haven't felt like I have... Uh, encountered or interacted with them I'm like well this is this may be part of why I feel so so tired and not rested as I'm like out there zipping around you know visiting others
0: doing you know doing my own work um I have a friend who is um a shaman I refer to her as a shaman I don't know if she still does she's absolutely a healer Witch and Mystic, uh, Marina Perkle, if you're listening. I will always love you and I hope this is bringing you joy. But she on, I think on the weekly almost would get messages mm. on like Facebook or Instagram like, Marina, you were in my dream from people that maybe she hadn't seen in a long time. And it was like almost every week. It was just common for her that she wow. was dreamwalking. But yeah, it does similar work too?
1: Yeah. In my practice, we had a specific retreat. One of our our first retreats in the course, was called the Dream Retreat. And we focused that entire weekend on just doing dream work. Because you can do dream work for uh, for yourself as an individual. Uh, you can do dream work for the collective. Um, this is work that you want to get, especially when you're working with collective dream work, get very intentional about when you are... Uh, doing dream work for the collective, you want to make sure that it's nothing uh, coercive. You want to leave uh, mm. your intentions open to free will. So you're not saying like, I want this specific thing to happen in this group. You're, you're, you're allowing people to exercise their own free will within that. And it's supposed to be um, like a positive or beneficial intention. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of work on on taking statements based on our own personal dream work that we want to do and how can we expand that sort of personal desire to a more collective desire but again leaving that open to free will and focusing in on a in a more positive aspect uh, we also did the dream interpretation, dream poetics, so, so taking someone's dreams and identifying the archetypes
0: that you're very people good at that. associate
1: with that. Yeah, and it's it's a I remember a... that
0: one night with like the wedding dream. Oh yeah. Guys, I had this fucking crazy ass wedding dream that made no sense to me and I'm not like a wedding type of person. I'm just not. I mean, I love cake. Like a party. But I just it was weird and then I sat over here in distress and Patrick very quickly (laughs) blew my mind with what that dream meant. But Well
1: because your dreams are always trying they're they're trying to tell you something and your subconscious mind knows what they mean, so it's really about having that translation. That's why it's helpful to have a practitioner or have someone be able to pull out, okay, well what are the archetypes? And and really that's a matter of of asking your subconscious, what do you associate with this? So what you know, what does a wedding mean to you? And there's little tricks and ways that you can kind of tease that out. In that dream retreat we also talked about there's a daydream, a night dream, and a life dream. And the idea of the daydream is that something. If you're if you're kind of lost in your thoughts, that's a, a preparation for your life dream. That's kind of when your mind is allowed to explore different possibilities or things you may be interested in, and it's a way to think about a direction you might want to potential. orient yourself in. A potential, yeah.
0: Don't yeah. quit your daydream.
1: Yeah, do not quit your daydream. Yeah,
0: yeah leave leave space open for that. Because and it's wild when you're younger, when most people are younger, at least where I was raised and whatnot, daydreaming was kind of frowned upon. Of like, don't daydream, focus, or whatnot. And yeah. yeah, that can take you out of reality. But I always say to students, too, if you can daydream then you can be clairvoyant because the way mm. that you see your daydreams, if you're somebody who daydreams visually, that type of, like, that quality or clarity of the daydream that you see mm-hmm. is the same way your psychic eye is going to see clairvoyant messaging. Or something. Oh, interesting. Okay. It like gets more subtle. It's a way to kind of tune
1: that Yeah, that understand skill. it. Or understand it, yeah. yeah. Some um, daydreams. Daydream, daydream, yeah, which daydream to me is, like, it's a place to play, I, I love that, yeah, yeah. Um, then the night dream, which we were we were told is actually the most important of the dreams. That's when you do the work, that's when you get visitations from your ancestors. It's a space that's that's very potent. and we talked a little bit about that, and then there's this idea of the life dream, so kind of how you want to orient your life's purpose, uh, what what things in your future so so it it can be this idea of a You know, like, what are my goals in the Mm. next, you know, five, Mm ten years or so? Um, But it can also be a space for how do I want to
0: be a service in in life? And life is a dream. You know, have you ever had those dreams where you have a dream in a dream? So you, Mm. like, wake up from a dream and you think you're awake, but then you actually are, you're really in a dream and then you finally wake up from that. So it's almost like, I have these maybe a few times a year. It's like these layers of dreams that then freak me out when I'm back awake. And I'm like, am I still dreaming? But if (laughs) if you can have a dream in a dream, then what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is a dream, in a way. It's that, yeah, and we just have this, this
1: idea that because everything seems to reset to the same way it was before we went to sleep... Yeah. Uh, that it's this stable <laughs> sort of stable reality and this is the the real thing
0: but it's, it's it's hard to say so i have this on the topic and subject of these kind of um I want to come up with, like, a word for it. Like, these dream realms that don't feel earthly, but you mm. very much visited them. It's almost... It's like a transportation dream, or what did you say? You said something wrong. Transportive. Yeah, yeah. A transportive dream. On the topic of these transportive dreams, um, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I'd be curious to hear your interpretations of mm, it. I'd love to. Um, so this was... Uh, This was earlier, I believe this year, and I had this wild dream where I woke up and I was on this boat and it was a big boat and it, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people on it. It wasn't crowded, but there was a bunch of people and it just had this feeling of being in transit. Mm -hmm. And I definitely felt like a seer in this dream. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of control or I guess lucidity would be maybe the right term. And I remember seeing this radiant, like tall and powerful and beautiful black woman with a shaved head. And I just looked at her and she looked at me and she had this light around her and she felt like a warrior Mm -hmm. in a way, Mm -hmm. but the archetype of a warrior. And I just knew in the dream, I'm like, oh, this is she's the captain. This is her boat. And she had a very strong and calming tone, but we made this powerful eye contact, although we didn't... It's like our souls talked to each other, that type of eye contact, but we didn't have a dialogue. And I knew that she was gathering everybody on the boat and making everybody feel calm. So I had this sense of, where am I going? Where am I? yeah. And I could tell that the collective energy around of all the different people on this ship really was like, are we okay, where are we going, when are we getting there? And she was just kind of, a, uh, she was letting everybody know, you know, we're on our way, it's gonna be okay. And it's almost like she was hosting and being a little bit charismatic <laughs> in a way, hanging out. And then all of a sudden there was this big thud And the whole, like, boat, you could feel it shake and shift, and it felt like we dropped. And I looked out the window, and we were on this huge, humongous flume, like this water slide that was, I mean, it had to be at least a 100, if not a few hundred feet wide, because the boat, this ship, really was traveling down this big flume, this big water slide. And I looked, and... You know, the roaring noise that I heard and that that drop was the boat like kind of like down this big track and it was through the cosmos. I looked out the window and we were in the cosmos and I could see this flume going somewhere. It was very, you know, psychedelic,
1: wild
0: kind of art type of thing. Eventually the boat lands and I get off and I forget if I got off with people or not, but I got off at this dock, this port and I ended up in a dream version of the neighborhood that I was an adolescent and that I didn't grow up in as a child, but it's the neighborhood my parents still live in. And I was visiting my childhood friend, Bianca and I went to go get her at her house. And I remember the trees were all autumnal. It was vivid, psychedelic orange and yellow. And I can't remember much of the rest of the dream, but I remember there was so much time being spent with my family and this childhood friend. And there was these big restorative and healing talks that Mm -hmm. happened. And then eventually I woke up and when I woke up and back in this realm, I had just the, I had the the recall and the knowing that I had been on that boat before and that I had been to that, that neighbor that dream version of the neighborhood and I had seen that woman, that beautiful, radiant kind of goddess like captain on the boat, and I just remember being like, was I like being transported somewhere for souls? Like what was this journey?
1: Well and and I'm curious, you said you mentioned that you felt like you had been there before. I was. Did you feel any anything did anything come with that 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 feeling of kind of return like like any specific emotions or anything identified with that place
0: i remember feeling a distinct warmth for my hometown and family and it was shortly before i went back because i went back you know for two weeks to see my family this year in the summer and I, i remember it was kind of fueling that like desire to be in my roots in a way but what felt so familiar, I mean, the the dream version of my the neighborhood I grew up in felt familiar, but it was really that ship and that wild, like, flume. I remember being on that boat at one time in transit to maybe another mm-hmm. dream realm, but it's almost like that that boat took me somewhere to kind of work through things that I maybe needed to work through with my loved ones. One of the things that
1: I've found in in terms of a of a descent if there's something because that's what it sounds like, yeah, like right you were going perfect, down yeah. um a descent feels to me and i've had that experience before like one time i got in an elevator i'm going like deep into my
0: own mm, that's the i teach is an elevator Ooh. i lead people through an elevator up to a penthouse of their mind or the basement of oh their mind. Gone. yeah Sorry. you can yeah you, you can Get into your, yeah, the depths of your own
1: psyche. What I thought was very interesting is, is that, um, you know, this, this kind of warrior goddess captain that she was, she was telling you to, or, or basically like calming everyone and calming you. Um, that's one of the, the things that, that most goddesses in the Hindu tradition mm. or in Tibetan tradition, they're making a sign of like, do not be afraid. It was very much that.
0: That's... Kind of disarming, disarm your fear. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, yeah well, because the the journey... And she told me that telepathically. Mm. I remember being at the other side of the ship, and she just kind of, like, looked at me. It was like half of her energy was in conversation with the other people, and then the other half was like, hello, David, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thick moment. Yeah, yeah,
1: welcoming you there and transporting you there. Um, yeah, that sort of that do not be afraid, because the journey was a bit
0: a bit rough, a bit rocky it was. to get in there. But it sounds like... And well, I'm afraid of boats, too. Really? I've had oh, a fear. So have... It's dissolved quite a bit. But um, big ships like that okay, always have been afraid. It's a very weird fear. My sister has it a little bit, too. Like, if I was swimming down by a pier and I was in the water next to a big ship, I used to get a lot of anxiety. Me and my partner did some kayaking this summer, as you know, and we would kayak through... Mm-hmm through Seattle and that was good for me to be around boats but it was in- I haven't really connected that yet. Well, and is that possibly because you fear what's down in the depths?
1: Ooh, yes. Mm. Mm. So that would that to me makes a lot of sense in thinking, you know, no. if you're going to make that journey, if you're going to travel down deep in the depths of your psyche, you know, that could be a very a very frightening or fraught place. Yeah. But you said once you got there, you did feel like that sense of homecoming. That sense of there was there was a calm about it. So you were able to to get there and do those conversations, have that type of work that you needed to do down there. But you mm. weren't you weren't afraid or destabilized or anything when you
0: got there. It was a with those a, a situations, perhaps with those people. I was afraid of the depths because mm. you know I'm a deep diver. Sometimes I'm too fucking deep for people. (laughs) Especially love interests of the past. (laughs) Too deep. Well, and also, I know that I've had past lives before where I've been in transit on ships for a long period of time. Like I lived on ships. so I wonder if my fear around boats is because of needing to live off of them and be in transit. Well, that's also interesting is that uh, that it represents another archetype of home for you.
1: Oh shit. See guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what I and I'm just reading from the um, the Dictionary of Symbols. It's a penguin book. Ships. Oh, it's a great it's a great reference. It's just a big dictionary. It doesn't have all the archetypes, but it has some good ones and I'm looking up ships. Ships conjure up ideas of strength and safety in the dangers of a voyage, and the symbolism is as applicable to spaceflight as to sea travel.
0: <gasps> That's both what was
1: happening. The ship is ah. like a star which orbits around its pole, the Earth, but under human control. It is a picture of life in which the individual must choose a goal and steer a course. Uh, oh, in Egypt... It was a ship festival in honor of Isis, which took place in March at the start of spring. Set she in felt like an Isis type Yeah, of she sounds like an mm-hmm. Isis archetype. Oh. Isis's ship was a symbol of sacrifice to the gods to ensure safety and protection of all other ships and stood for human society, passengers aboard the same ship of state or
0: fate. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, that just blew my mind and opened up a few things. Mm. i I love dream work it's so much fun (laughs) yes i hope that was fun for you guys to hear that little interpretation too but it's it's interesting if anybody's listening has ever been on a cosmic ship on a water slide Mm. or been to that (laughs) wacky egyptian space store of ascension let us know because i think there's certain dreams that you know, these realms that we, we all must go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely had moments where I talk about dreams with people and they're like, oh, I've had that same exact type of archetype or that that space. Or I've had moments where I'm like, hey, you were in my dreams last night. And then people are like, you were in my dreams too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You've just heard another episode of the Dream Archive. We would love to hear about your dreams, if you've had similarities, differences, what's come up for you as you listen to us process through our own dreams. Please hit us up at Altered View Podcast, and we look forward to getting your thoughts. Thanks again for joining us on An An Altered Altered View. View.